Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. Uh, before we get into this episode, I would love to, it if you followed us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And I would love it even more if you gave us a uh, podcast rating. I, I lost my spot in the thing I was reading, and now I'm all messed up. I would love it if you gave us a rating uh, in... Uh, whatever app it is you use that can give us ratings because that would be great you should give us a rating and other podcasts or ratings um all the good ones you should give fives um tony do you think that's why we don't get a lot of ratings because people just want to give fives yeah i think so ah, crap anyway uh with that today's episode is the closing out of guardians of the galaxy volume two so we're finishing up the last third of the movie this is um, from Ego taking control of Peter's body to the end of the movie. And one final time, this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, originally premiered on May 5th of 2017. And here's a rundown of this section of the movie. Ego uses the light to try to control Peter. Mantis tells Drax, Gamora, and Nebula of Ego's evil ego- egotistical plan. Rocket, Yondu, and Groot arrive and crash a ship into Ego, briefly inconveniencing him. The Guardian, the reunited Guardians find Ego's brain at the planet's core as they come under attack from the Sovereign's drones. Rocket makes a bomb using his stolen Harbulary batteries, which Groot takes to plant on the brain and either kill Ego or kill them all. Peter fights Ego with his new celestial powers to distract him long enough for the other Guardians to escape. Groot hits the correct button, and after five minutes, the bomb explodes, killing Ego and disintegrating the planet. Peter loses his powers soon after Ego's death. Yondu sacrifices himself to save Peter and dies in space because there was only one spacesuit. Meanwhile, Peter realizes that Yondu was his true father all along. The Guardians hold a funeral for Yondu, and they each come to a realization about themselves. The other Ravager factions attend and show Yondu respect for his sacrifice. Nebula leaves and resumes her quest to kill Thanos, which I'm sure will go great. And Gamora admit, admits to some unspoken thing with Peter. Alright, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? Uh, I have one. One. Go ahead. Finally. Yep. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, Rocket mentions that uh, Yondu has some construction equipment that they used in the past to break into uh, a bank of Ascavaria. Um or uh, I might have mispronounced that. I did not write down the name. Anyway, um, uh, that, uh, not the bank, but that, that planet uh, was previously mentioned in uh, the first Guardians movie when uh, when uh, Star-Lord says that he had to uh, sleep with a, a woman of that species in order mm-hmm. to uh, get, I forgot what it was, some information. Um, and then Drax is later making fun of him. So they're referencing that yeah. set of people again. Um, and you were right, it is Ascavaria. And he's a ah, super okay. Ascavarian. Cool. You know, I actually looked it up this time, what they look like, because I didn't do that the first time. Um, and yeah, they you have know, multiple tentacles. They're, they're humanoid-looking-ish, as in they have feet and, like, a head and body. But, like, instead of arms, they have a couple of, like, tentacles. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, I've got a few more fast facts. That's actually not a fast fact I had, Al. So good job. Ooh, yay! All right. Um, this movie has more post-credit scenes or mid-credit scenes than any other Marvel movie, at a total of five. Um, we'll just run down these because I don't think we're going to talk about them. Uh, we've got Craiglin, uh, trying the arrow. We've got uh, the classic Guardians, who I'm going to get into in a little bit. We have Aisha talking about the um, cocoon with someone named Adam in it. Obviously a reference to Adam Sandler entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. We get a big time skip of Teenage Groot. Probably, you know, 10-15 minutes before um, Infinity War. And then we see the Watchers leaving Stan Lee in his second cameo in this movie. <laughs> um, we also get some character, some actor cameos in here. We get during the credits, we get Jeff Goldblum and as the Grandmaster, who we officially don't meet until Thor: Ragnarok in the next no two Marvel movies down the line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, side note: I remember, I think it was reading a, an interview or, or something of like why they just why they threw that in there um mm -hmm. they just wanted to like they they had the they just they had it already they're like oh this would be cool to, to throw during these credits so let's let's just put the footage there yeah and also i mean he this is probably something i'm going to reference six months or a year down the line when we cover thor ragnarok but he is the cousin to the uh collector in from guardians one. Oh, that's right you you would mention this at one point i forget when but yeah mm -hmm. yeah we also get a cameo in this by David David Hasselhoff, most famous for playing Nick Fury in Nick Fury: Agents of Shield back in 1998. A movie we will probably review at some point. Yep. Not we missed Memorial our... Day again this year. Oh yeah, we keep forgetting that. <laughs> yep. All right, maybe Veterans Day. <laughs> maybe we'll see. Anyway, and then the um, the older couple who is almost destroyed by the blob, but is in the minivan. Um, that is James Gunn's parents. Oh. Yeah. So I checked, because we know James Gunn's parents is in here. Uh, we know James Gunn's brother is Craglin, and also the body double for Rocket, because you know he's mm -hmm. roughly rocket size, so it made sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, so I looked up, maybe, like, does he have any other siblings, or is his wife in this, these movies? No. But I did find out that he's married to Jenna Fisher, Pam from The Office, and I had no idea. Oh. Huh. Yeah. All right. So I'm expecting you know, to see it... her in Guardians 3. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. I listened to her, or uh, haven't listened to it in a while, but yeah, because she does a, a the the, uh, the Office Ladies podcast. The, right? Yeah, with uh, Angela. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Like she'll like they'll, they'll both you know talk about their lives you know and kids and husbands and stuff like that and so that entire time I didn't know that she was married to um to James I already Gunn. forgot his name yeah to to James Gunn hmm. yeah I I listened to maybe the first two or three episodes and just fell off <laughs> but yeah okay <laughs> um so I want to go through the original Guardians we already talked about Sakar and. Crystal guy, I forgot his name. <laughs> but we see the rest of the original Guardians. Um, so we see Charlie 27, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played by Ving Rhames, uh, most famous for the Mission Impossible movies and Pulp Fiction. Uh, we have Aleta Allgood, played by Michelle Yeoh, who, Al, you would know from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I know the name. Okay, I feel like we've talked about her before. Yeah, yeah. I'm. We talked about her because I was talking about Star Trek. And she's also in Star <laughs> Trek Discovery. Um, okay. She's also going to be playing a different character in Shang-Chi. So, oh, okay. Yeah, right. maybe maybe I brought her up when we're talking about Shang-Chi. Either way. <laughs> um, we see Mainframe, who is the robot head, voiced by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And then finally we see Krugar, who is the kind of aquatic guy who doesn't talk. There's no actor associated with him. But he seems to be a sorcerer because he uses kind of Doctor Strangey powers. And he's not wearing a hat, so he's not a wizard. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. He's a sorcerer. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally wrapping this up with our superhero landings. We get superhero landings 83, 84, and 85 back-to-back as Gamora, Mantis, and Drax all land on Ego's planet after being thrown from the mining vehicle. (laughs) A few minutes later, 86, is when Nebula uh, lands after the mining ship explodes. And then number 87 is Rocket lands in the superhero landing after using that force-fired ball and exploding Ego's tentacle arm things. When that dissipates, he hit the superhero landing. So we've got five superhero landings, probably in like a 10-minute span. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so we're at 87, you said, right? Yes, 87. All right. So I guess we'll have to see how many we get with Spider-Man as we do oh, next with Spider-Man Homecoming. We might reach 100 um, in Spider-Man because like, isn't like every time he lands on the building, isn't that pretty much a superhero landing? Pretty much, yeah. So we'll we'll see how many. But if we don't get a lot there, then I guess it's going to happen. We'll hit our 100 mark in the Defenders, which we're covering after that. I'm just going to say this right now. If uh, Danny Rand gets the 100th superhero <laughs> landing, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> uh, now I kind of want that to happen. But yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Tony, I really quickly, I mm-hmm. do have a correction earlier. Oh, yeah. Um because we were talking about uh, Jenna Fisher's husband, and I feel like I would have remembered her saying James, because she always says her husband's first name. Um, no, so they are divorced. Oh. Uh, so James Gunn and Jenna Fisher were married from the year 2000 to 2008. So uh, she has since remarried, and I don't know if James Gunn is remarried. According to Wikipedia, he's currently in a relationship with oh. Jennifer Holland since 2015. I don't know who she is. Well, you're right. I don't know who Jennifer Holland is either. All right. Well, uh, with that, um, yeah. you ready to move on to the heroes? <laughs> or do you want to find out nope. who Jennifer Holland is? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I don't want to move on to heroes. I'm just going to look up Jennifer Holland. Okay. Um, All right. Well, then I will sit here quietly, and we will make this a very uncomfortable couple of minutes uh, on the podcast. You made me commit to a couple of minutes. All right. Not editing the time. <laughs> Oh, great. I was kidding. So that was the longest 10 minutes of your life, I bet. All right, moving on to our (laughs) heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Someone saving the galaxy? 
What's he get? I guess. Awesome! We're really gonna be able to jack up our prices for two-time galaxy savers. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type of... <laughs> Uh, all right. So Don't this worry, is one of those. I'm not going to tell you who Jennifer Holland is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can look her up on your own. Uh, all right. So th this is going to be hard. Um, this is one of those times where all of the heroes are doing things together and then separately. And um, I don't know. I think this uh, is one of the times where we kind of end up rushing through it all. But, I think uh, so. I'm just so you know how I organized it. You know, I separated everyone out, but I put all of Yondu's funeral together at the end. Okay, all right, that's good. Um, Tony, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you are really good at organizing that stuff, and I pretty much just follow your your lead on that. Well, you should never have told me, because now the pressure's on, I'm going to mess up every time. I'll be like, all right, heroes. Well, all I've got is Ned. <laughs> like, Ned leads? No, Ned Stark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just going to completely mess up. Wrong show. <sighs> okay all right so my first person is peter parker quill yep <laughs> pressure's on no <laughs> uh. i think he could have forgiven ego uh for murdering his mom until ego smashed his walkman i think that was the straw <laughs> i don't know if forgiven is the right word he would have stayed under his control yeah accepted but, it maybe yeah he would have been like oh there's nothing i can do he killed my mom and i'm still really angry but i guess i'm stuck here as a battery and then he killed the, the walkman and like oh he killed his mom and the only thing he has from his mom yeah i mean he would probably think like if i'm a battery i probably don't need to find new batteries for this walkman yeah yeah because you know how hard it is to get double a's in space yeah, everything is, it's like the, the D, the, the coin cell batteries. Those aren't D. What are they, C? Whatever, the coin cell batteries. Yeah, no, D and C are big batteries. Oh, well, then I don't know. Coin cell, I'm just going with that. The, the little tiny ones that yeah. go in like watches and things. You know, you if you asked me last weekend, I would have known because I had to get one for my key fob for my car. But now I, that memory has been purged. <laughs> As it should be, because no one needs to know that. Nope. Unless you work in a battery store, which I think still exists. I think those yeah. are a thing. We have bulbs and batteries on in next to the mall, which malls are still a thing, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I did it, but okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Where else are you going to get your bulbs and batteries? So I feel like I skipped a lot because my next note is um, the fact that he didn't make fun of Yondu when he said, yeah, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> Um, well, it's so hard, right? When, when you get into like all these characters interacting, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, I think that was him like, cause, cause yeah, this is him realizing like, oh, Yondu really is that, that father figure that he had the entire time. So that was, yeah, that, that, that was like a, a personal moment for him. Yeah. He was, I also uh, think it's a showing Quill's maturing because he made, he said, you look like Mary Poppins as like a joke, like making mm -hmm. fun of him. But it's like, oh, that that's not nice. I'll just let him think that Mary Poppins is cool. Yeah, because yeah. he is literally the only one there. If he just tells everyone Mary Poppins is cool, which, to be fair, 
she is. She um, is. But uh, <laughs> if he just tells it, everyone believes it. Just like everyone believes. I'm trying to remember other references he's made. Uh, David Hasselhoff is uh, possibly an Avenger, strong enough to no, be. No, that's the team. Kevin Bacon. Ah, okay, Kevin Bacon. That's the same person. Yep. One's less German, but that's it. David Hasselhoff's not German. He's just yeah. really famous in Germany. Yeah, that, that's what I was referring to. Kevin oh. Bacon, like, he was born in Germany. I don't know. Really? I, I don't know anything about them. Okay. <laughs> I know very little about these two people. Yeah, at one point, Kevin Bacon was like ubiquitous. Like they have what is it, that six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Now, like me, a thirty-two-year-old man, I can name two things I've seen Kevin Bacon in, and one of them is next <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I might be able to guess one thing that I've seen him in. Yeah, and I'm not even sure that's right. What What do you think it is? Uh, there was a TV show years ago, like five, six years ago uh, on Fox, and I think he was hunting a, a serial murderer. Was that the M. Night Shyamalan movie or show? I, I have no idea. I don't remember. I watched a couple episodes. I think I watched the first full season, and then I had no interest in going back. Yeah, yet. no, I didn't watch that. I saw Footloose when I was little, and I know he's in that. <laughs> I have not seen that one, so I couldn't. And the only reason I'm sure he was in that is because Quill mentions Footloose. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, that was this movie? That wasn't... Uh... No, in Infinity War. Because oh. Peter okay, calls right. him out. Saying, mm-hmm. Peter Parker calls him out saying it's not the best movie of all time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm going to dissect that when we get Infinity War about <laughs> why he thinks Footloose is the best movie of all time. When we, when when we do Indiana that Jones and Star Wars already exists. <laughs> as far as he knows. All right, that's fair. All right. Um, so Yondu teaches him how to use the Force, I mean the light, mm-hmm. by letting go of his feelings and just letting the light flow through him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah like, not his exact words, but I, I think you're, you're onto something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like, how does he know that the light and the, the arrow work the same way? The arrow is a piece of technology. The light is... I mean, essentially magic. Um, uh, agreed. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's just him like, nah, you, you just have to learn to use it so well that you don't even think about it anymore. And Yondu's just a really bad teacher. Yeah. And he's like, no, just get better at it. Uh, use your heart thing. Humans have hearts. Yeah, use that. <laughs> I mean, Yondu never opened up Quill. He's, how does he, he know that humans have hearts? <laughs> I'm sure he has an assumption. Okay. Maybe, maybe they looked it up. While they were... Th- yeah. They went back to Earth at one point and used Earth Internet. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm... I assume all these aliens have hearts. Except for maybe Groot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I do like when he says... After Yondu says, use the Force, Luke... Uh, we see flashbacks that are a good mix between like what we've seen in previous movies and like new scenes that we assumed had happened between the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, you know, I just want a scene with Rocket and Quill just flying through <laughs> through the <laughs> sky. <laughs> it seems like yeah. a delightful day. <laughs> it was so cheesy, and I'm sure they did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's good that he has like a good memory with Rocket. Yeah, exactly. That that's why he's okay with Rocket being such an ass mm-hmm. for the past few months, right? Because every so often Rocket is is nice. Yep. He lets his guard down. Yeah. <laughs> um. So thanks goodness for Giant Ego and Pac Man, because for a second it looks like this is going to turn into like a Matrix Revolutions final fight when they're just punching each other in the air, but they're both too strong to hurt each other. <laughs> yep, they they rush at each other really fast, and they push all the rain away with their yeah. sonic booms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still disappointed with that, and it's been, what, seven, 17 years? <laughs> That's okay, Tony. I'm sure number four that comes out later this year will uh, fix that for you. I'm sure. Uh, a couple months ago, my wife and I, my wife had never seen either of the Matrix sequels, but she loves the first Matrix. Okay. So, we <laughs> so watched the first one. So you decided to disappoint and her? <laughs> we made it halfway into the second one. Oh, it is much worse two? than I remember. Okay. <laughs> uh, when you say second one, you mean Reloaded? Uh, Yes. Okay, I thought you meant the... I wasn't sure if you meant that or the second sequel. So, okay, got it. Oh, no, the second movie. Uh, we uh, make it to him meeting the Oracle. Well, no, yeah, we don't even make it to the big multi-Smith fight. We stopped in the middle of the Oracle. Oh, God. <laughs> is, that, like is that 15 right minutes into the movie. <laughs> uh, I'll probably rewatch that. I'll probably get around to that this year just because... Number four yeah. coming out soon. Ugh. I might read the Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> okay, I I loved those movies when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although Even two and three, it was kind of like Game of Thrones to me. Like after the third one came out, I was just like, "Well, I'm done with this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Peter, after um. Ego dies after the bomb goes off. It looks like Peter just accepts his death <laughs> until Yondu saves him for like four seconds. He was just like, well, I have no powers anymore. I guess I'll lay down and die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he um, kind of knew that that might be what happens, right? Yeah. Didn't he? Like, he was kind of telling everyone else to get out of there. He told Drax to take Mantis to the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was telling other people to leave, but then they all got distracted with fighting ego yeah but yeah 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 i i don't know i don't have anything else about with with peter all right then who you want to go on to next um let's talk about gamora all right i literally have no notes about gamora oh same um it, like i said it's so hard when when they're like all doing yeah. small things over yeah um, she uh, realizes that they have an unspoken thing, and so mm-hmm. uh, she has to to try and save him. Um, so there there is the point where they're on the ship, and she's looking for for Peter. Like, where is he? Uh, and she's about to go out, but then mm-hmm. Rocket stops her. He has to shoot her. Um, yeah, I mean, this was my only note for Rocket, but uh, he's. I like how calculating he is. He cares. He does definitely care, but he also can do the math. Like, if you run out there, Gamora, you are going to die. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because 
that's kind of a thing you need on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm sure it sucks to be that person that does that. Oh yeah, that math. Yeah, yeah. And then like, if Quill died, they would never forgive Rocket. Yeah, that's true. Because they, I mean, they would have kept thinking like, oh. Like maybe it could have mm-hmm. saved him and all that because I mean even Drax was like, "Hey, where's where's Peter?" He was like yelling over the intercom. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what makes I think Rocket's my favorite Guardian because I think he's the most complex of them. Oh yeah, easily the most complex. Yeah, who's your favorite Guardian? Um, let's see, probably Rocket for like a number of reasons, right? Like like you said, he is very complex, but he's also like he himself is funny in the the actions that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the, the smart tech one. Uh, he can build bombs. He doesn't have tape on him, but you know, at least he but usually has fair, No one does. That's true. Why would you have tape in space? <laughs> and then again, duct tape, like you can get really far with just duct tape. I'm just going to say, if you, I know you probably haven't, but if you've ever seen Apollo 13, duct tape will have solved a lot of problems. Oh, okay. I haven't. Like, nowadays like astronauts go up and they bring duct tape with them because it will be like one of the most helpful things that could they could have in space oh yeah yeah i read a story a while ago of them like sometime within this past year of using duct tape for something mm-hmm. i don't remember what it was but yeah i think it was one like some space shrapnel hit the iss yeah that sounds familiar yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> put some tape on it yeah. <laughs> but yeah mm-hmm yeah, so so probably yeah, I guess I would say Rocket. I never really thought of, sat down to think about it. Um, if we were going to take a step back about the other thing that you had said about the most complex character, second most complex, I would probably go with Gamora, just because yeah. you know her upbringing and, and all that. I think because her after Endgame, her main conflict is gone. She has no. I mean, she has this whole new problem of being out of time. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, Thanos is gone. She will have a decent relationship with her sister. I'm wondering how they're going to play Nebula. Or Gamora. God. <laughs> <laughs> In the third movie. Yeah, that'll get interesting. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see how she ends up being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me that kind of went through Gamora and Rocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, same here. Um, I, I mean, there was a thing like Rocket was also the the uh, one who kind of was able to save them. Like he he built up that bomb mm-hmm. um, that was able to you know, destroy Ego eventually. But yeah, that's it. That's that's the last thing that I have for uh, for Rocket. Um, the bomb itself, uh, we can talk about Baby Groot being yeah. the the one. You know? So he, I mean, they, they just kept that joke going of him not understanding um, instructions and steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be uh, fair, you've got two red buttons. There's a good chance I'd be confused too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a little surprised he didn't just like, like Rocket didn't just kind of open it up and just disable the button. That uh, is actually, remember before we record, I said I deleted this note. Oh, that was uh-huh. another delete hit, so we can bring it up at the end. Oh, like, okay. Why did he even make a second instant kill button, or why didn't he disconnect it? I mean, I understand having an instant kill button. Like, if everyone's about to die, like, well, might as well try this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I when you're in that position, you're like, well, I guess you're just going to give it to Baby Groot. Like, yeah, then he can disable the button. Yeah. But I guess maybe at that point he's used up whatever he used to open it, and he left the screwdriver and the ship, and mm. uh, he can't open it. Or he could have, like, run another wire and made both buttons the five-minute button. Oh, that would work, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either All these way. great ideas. Mm-hmm. Either way, I don't think tape would have solved their problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, Groot also defends Rocket when uh, Nebula, I'm saying it correctly, calls him a <laughs> fox. And he says he's a raboon. I'm like, he's not a raboon. He meant <laughs> raccoon. He's also not one of those. <laughs> Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> also, foxes interplanetary creatures. More of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Eco would know. Mm-hmm. Yep. But also, but Nebula calls him a fox. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe she meant it like slang. Maybe she's attracted to Rocket. Like he's a fox. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, didn't the two of them travel around together in uh, when we see an Endgame? Yes, yeah. So. Okay, all right. So maybe. Maybe something happened there. And also in Endgame, she says um, G- uh, Gamora's choices were either Peter or a tree. It's because Rocket's taken. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Okay, I would new like headcanon. To say, I would like to say I'm the only one who ships Rocket and Nebula, but I'm sure there are other people. Yeah, and we don't need to look up that fan art. So nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Drax. Yeah. Okay, Drax. <laughs> yeah. I like when he believes. He says he believes in Mantis being able to make Ego sleep, and we're lucky that Mantis is so trusting because he doesn't believe it at all. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> um, when we started this, I, I remember saying to you, like, uh, you know, I didn't think this movie was as funny and all this stuff. This last third of the movie, Drax was hilarious. Like everything he says, I like completely forgot about it. I, I'm glad we rewatched it because like it's it's made me like the movie more. So a little preview for, you know, when we start reading the movie. But um, yeah, he, he had so many good lines in this part of the movie. He had that. Um, there was the part where a rock knocks out Mantis, and like two <laughs> seconds later, he tells her to look out. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> um, there was a part where um, where uh, Peter puts the, the jetpack thing onto Drax, and he says, ow, my nipples, as he flies off. <laughs> yeah, this is some really good uh, Drax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His moment to shine, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all so I got to say about that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Same here. Um, anything else for the individual heroes? I mean, eventually um, they win the fight. I, I Nebula has some heroic moments. She kind of, she doesn't kill herself, but she like... Sac- kind of makes a sacrifice to have all the power run through her system to des- destroy the sovereign. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So she was on the ship and she had to plug herself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she also saves Gamora from falling to her death. So that's why Nebula is firmly in the hero section for me. Okay. Yeah, that, that works for me. Like she, she definitely made that transformation in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, um, I guess we should go on to Yondu's funeral. Wait, did we talk about Yondu? Uh, we did not talk about Yondu. Yeah, okay. we talked about Yondu. Uh, he pulls the same thing that Rocket did in the first movie. Remember, Rocket just crashed his ship into Ronan. And oh, the... just minorly inconvenienced him. And Yondu <laughs> did the exact same thing to Ego. Mm-hmm. Um, are you sure that that wasn't, uh, that wasn't just Rocket piloting the ship? Yeah, I actually went back, because originally I put it in Rocket Notes. And then oh, okay. I went back, and Rocket was, like, in the back of the ship building a bomb or something. He was doing something. But it was just Yondu. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, was, uh... Was Yondu and his faction of Ravagers, was, were they the only people going out and finding Ego's progeny? I assume so. Or, oh, um, well, sorry. Uh, when I answered that, I was thinking they were the only Ravagers doing that. Uh, but you're, you're wondering if there were like other groups of people yeah. contracted. I don't know. Because if he was, if they were, it took him a really long time. To figure out what was happening. <laughs> yeah, considering how many. You're right. Uh, he, yeah, Ego probably has contracted. Like, eh, there's no way that this was only a couple of years or something, right? Th- this has to yeah. have been over decades or centuries, even. Um, so, yeah, he's probably had to contract many people over that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I also wonder, like, how many did he deliver before? He was like, hey, I've been to this place like seven times, and I don't see any of those kids running around. <laughs> hmm. Hey, you know, now that I think about it, taking a step back, we, we kind of asked this question last week about Ego. Um, and like, did he love the other women that he went? Did he kill them all? Um, if we're assuming that Ego only went there to like plant the seed into the planet and then... And then plant um, his other seed? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Um, and he never went back. If he always paid someone else to go and pick up the kid, mm-hmm. maybe he did, in a sense, fall in love with all of them. And then also subsequently kill them all with some sort of uh, cancer. Maybe. My only argument against that is that he went back to Earth three times. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess you're right. So he visited multiple times. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so Yondu's officially made a Guardian of the Galaxy by a baby group. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then he sacrifices himself for his son. Oh, that's yeah. it. It is. Alright, move on to his funeral, or do you have anything else for Yondu? I, yeah, I've, I've got nothing else. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the funeral. Yeah, so, um, Quill has a sweet eulogy for Yondu, um makes Gamora realize that uh, she's been neglecting her sister and that there's some unspoken thing between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Gamora and Peter? Yes, not Gamora okay. and Nebula. Although, <laughs> to be fair, it, was un- it wasn't spoken between Nebula. Their unspoken thing wasn't spoken until she went over to them. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, so... Gamora has a good plan. She wants to go and protect abused girls. Yeah, stop them from being taken by um, De- genocidal maniacs. Yeah, and, and other 
people like Thanos too, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, but no, Nebula is uh, still on that murder train. What? Does she have a ship when she leaves Nebula? <laughs> um, I guess she takes one. I... None of them really have a ship. Maybe there was just multiple ships on this Ravager ship that they took. And so Nebula takes one of the extras. Possibly. And then that is that where they get the Benatar in the next, play the yeah. next movie? Yeah, that's what I'm assuming where the Guardians get their next ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. I'm not sure I'd accept that, but I guess I have to. <laughs> I'd, or they work an honest day job and, and buy a ship, but none of these characters are doing that. I mean, they don't have to work an honest day job. I mean, they can just have to do one thing. Like Rocket says... They save the galaxy twice, they can jack up their prices. <laughs> That's true, but no one knows about this one. Um, it's true. I'm, I, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they can explain it. They can try to explain it, but I don't know if people are going to believe them, right? Like, hey, hey, you know how every single planet in the galaxy there was like this thing glowing. Um, well, you can trace the energy back to this planet that's destroyed now. That was us. We destroyed that planet. And you know, I, I bet know if people... they go to Xandar and Xandar mm-hmm. actually does that, they would get some rewards. Because Xandar okay. would kind of trust them enough. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Quill gets the most modern uh, music technology that Earth has. <laughs> A Zune. Yeah. I um, used to have one. You would have one. Yeah. <laughs> Screw Apple, right? Uh-huh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I find it interesting that the next movie, I mean, I'm not saying, well, I'll make the assumption that the next movie, the music from his Zune will be Yondu's music, music from his father compared to music from his mother. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. And Yondu just had 300 songs. Um. Yeah. <laughs> or Yondu, there's a Yondu playlist in there. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you're thinking that that was Yondu's thing, or like Yondu got it as a gift for Peter and he never got around to giving it to him? Well, that's exactly what Craigman says. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, One of these scenes, I actually, like, it really hits me hard every time is when the Ravagers show up and Craigman's just honest enthusiasm when his like excitement to see that the ravagers are honoring yondu yeah i'm i'm kind of surprised that they did um like i don't know why they would um i'm i'm, I'm with you yeah it's, it's really emotional it gets me too but well why? rocket told them what happened oh that's right he did yeah okay he probably told a lot of people what happened to try to get that reward coming in. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hey, he is. So he he tries telling them about the reward for you know stopping ego everything, and then the, those people are like, uh, "No, I mean we don't we don't have a bounty for for something like that." He's like, "Oh, okay." Hey, what about Yondu? He's dead. Can we collect that bounty? I <laughs> 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 can see him doing that. Yeah, I mean. 
If no one else is going to benefit from it. But, you know, they cremated his body, so that's like... It's not like they're proving that he died. Ugh, man, that's even worse. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they had to take a lot of blood samples first. Um, I, I can see Rocket just, like, hiding that because he doesn't want to tell anyone. And then one day everyone will just have some money. <laughs> and like, what happened with this? I'm not going to tell you. And then he walks away. <laughs> yep. Uh, Marvel is three for three for funerals. <laughs> God, they know how to. They 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 were really good at that that yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, uh, oh god. Yeah, I, I mean the next movie we're covering is you know Spider Man Homecoming, um, and you know there's no uh, Uncle Ben scene, but if they if they had it, that would have been that would have been something. Then again, they also probably would have put the the funeral at the end to really you know end the movie on. So, eh. but yeah, mm-hmm. which I guess was already done in uh, the previous Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That ends on a funeral for the most part. So. Oh, I was thinking yeah. also Spider-Man 1 ends on a, like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man also oh, ends right. on a funeral. Yeah, that's on uh, Green Goblin. I forgot his name. Yeah, Osborne. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then, like, my favorite Spider-Man funeral is the Spider-Man's actual funeral from Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, I gotta rewatch that movie. That's so good. Also, you remember this that came out in 2018, so that's the year Spider-Man died twice, because he also died in Infinity War pre- earlier in the year, and then, <laughs> and then oh, that movie right. happened. <laughs> yeah, no funeral for that one, but... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there was a bigger problem. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just one poor little spider. All right, um, and then Rocket learns that he can still be loved after he makes mistakes and he steals uh Anulex Harvey batteries that he didn't need. Mm-hmm. Which turns out he really did need it because <laughs> they would have met. They probably would have met Ego no matter what, even if they weren't under attack, and they would have had no way to kill Ego. Yeah, that's true. They would have. They would have left the planet. They would have had to leave the planet and then find a way to get back there after like leaving the planet and then searching for bombs or something. Yeah. So good thing he stole those. Yeah. Why wasn't that their plan? Why didn't they just say, let's leave the planet? That, that could have been an idea because yeah, they like, will... Ego needed uh, Peter, right? To do the thing. Well, yeah, but... You know, uh, well, first of all, Ego probably would have uh, come after them, right? He's a guy who could destroy an entire fleet of ships in like 10 seconds. Yeah, I guess that's true. So he would have destroyed their ship and then done whatever magic thing he does to keep Peter alive. Yeah, or he went a long enough timeline, which he has. He -hmm. would have found another offspring with eternal power and just ended the galaxy that way. Yeah, I, I I guess my thing was I, I was assuming that the guardians would leave to resupply and then come back, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's mostly the surprise <laughs> is what <laughs> let them win against the god. Yeah, okay, that works. Yeah, he wasn't expecting it in that moment. Yeah. All right. Well, we're kind of talking about ego, so we should take an ad break before we move on to our villains. Okay, that sounds good. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. 
for your consideration, the Jericho. Hey, uh, Tony, what is the number one brand of tape in the world? Um, scotch. Exactly. You have no idea. It's some boring name no one can remember. Yep. And this week's sponsor is bringing a fresh take on tape branding. Mary Poppins Tape, the coolest tape in the galaxy. With whimsical names like Spoonful of Sugar, uh, Chimchimini, Blue, and Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's even cooler than normal, boring tape, too. You know how you only buy the Band-Aids that have fun images like Star Wars or SpongeBob SquarePants? Now you can do that, but with tape, which also means the tape works better. Use promo code MCRewind to get a free roll of blue when you buy one roll or more. Important note, this is not medical tape. Do not use this on a boo-boo. Use a Guardians of the Galaxy branded Band-Aid instead. Hmm. I currently, because I cut my finger the other day, have mm-hmm. a Jurassic World Band-Aid on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the two examples that I use, Star Wars and SpongeBob, those are the, the type we have in, in our household. <laughs> good. good choices, good choices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. I wanted to do this together. That I suppose you'll have to learn by spending the next thousand years as a battery. I'll say my one note for the Sovereign. They show up just to make things a little bit harder. <laughs> yep. All right, Ego. <laughs> okay, Ego. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then they die just in time because, you know, they needed to... to yeah, except for they fate. don't die because they're all drones. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> they're dealt with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ego. Ego. Uh, we see his face on the planet just like in the comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how Yondu knew he was a planet. <laughs> he wasn't just a guy. <laughs> he goes... He tells Rocket, yeah, we're going to go find a planet. <laughs> All right. I mean, that that makes sense. I I wonder how many people know ego as a planet. I think everyone does. Not like sure. everyone, like everyone who knows what ego is, because mm. that really like it's like the superpower, um, like world uh, government superpower thing. You are we are too big to attack. <laughs> Me, I am a planet. You cannot take this. <laughs> and only like literal idiots would try and succeed. That's true. Okay, yeah. yeah. Every so often, pirates or someone will show up and try to take over the planet. Like, oh, wow, this is a really nice planet. There's, mm-hmm. you know, lots of plant life and everything. We should hang out here. And he goes like, no, nah, get out. And then he kills all except for one to let them uh, tell the story. Or, I mean, I wonder if that's how um, Ego and Yondu met and Yondu could just talk himself out of it. Yeah, or that. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching... Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see Ego, or not Ego, Yondu meet Hondo Anaka. <laughs> two, uh, two silver tongue characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lando Calrissian. <laughs> <laughs> and just see Chaos and Sue as they both all try to undercut each other repeatedly. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um... So yeah, so he uh, when he has control of Peter, he starts expanding his blob. 
uh, on many worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the destruction of part of Xandar and the Dairy Queen, <laughs> which has been in business for over 34 years. This is a tragedy. It was a neighborhood staple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they've also never done any construction around in that area. I, I got to say, Ego got a little lucky on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least the one in Xandar looked like it was in a park of some sort. Yeah, I mean, I've I've driven through Missouri, right? Spent <laughs> some time. There's a lot of rural Missouri and a lot of towns where it's like just forests everywhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> um, the thing is, this blob that took out a big chunk of this little town never referenced. Not even in well, Agents of Shields were busy at this time. <laughs> Yeah, because mm-hmm. this was I'm trying to remember the time frame. Twenty fourteen. When yeah. was that? Season two. Of oh Ages yeah, Shoot? no, you're right. This is twenty fourteen. I was thinking it's twenty seventeen. Um, <clears throat> um, what what season was that? So that would be well, three seasons before what we're current. What we just recently covered the end of season four. So end of season one. Yeah. So this would have been the fall of Shield. Okay, yeah, somewhere in that range. Plus, or around the uh, rebuild by Coulson. So maybe they did actually look into it, and it was just during the the off-season that we uh, didn't see. Yeah, season two began September 23rd, 2014. So, Okay, it could could have been around then. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, because Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was between (laughs) season one and season two. Okay, yeah, perfect. So they they sent Fitz. um, Fitz looked into it. He didn't see... He was like, yeah, no, this is, it's it's all dead. It's, it's not going to grow. And then he left. That's it. Yeah. So I have a question about Ego, and I was not sure where to put this, okay. but I'm going to ask it here. If Ego's plan had worked, if he had essentially taken over every single planet in the galaxy, do you think Thanos would still have worked on his plan to kill half the universe? Or would he just have said, oh, all right, well, I guess, guess I'm, I'm done here, and and then retired to a garden planet that he couldn't uh, get to anymore. (laughs) Yeah, right? That is a very good question. I mean, there's no one fighting for resources anymore. Well, I mean, there are. Because there are probably plenty of spacefaring people out in the galaxy who now don't have homes. But would they need resources? Well, I guess you're right if they'd have to go to a planet in some sense. Hmm. So Thanos would probably at minimum have to figure out what happened and then go kill Ego or other planets, other races would have also figured that out and tried to kill him. And then... Yeah. Or they would have attacked the blob planets. To Oh, to try to, like, de-blob the planet? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's just say it's a good thing Ego's plan failed. Yeah. <laughs> so... There's there's a lot of ifs there and and maybes. So okay. well, this is that's actually something I'm interested in. Like maybe that could be a good what if episode from that show. What if? Oh yeah, that would be. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess we'll see because we know T'Challa, Star Lord is is a character. Well, yeah, but um, each movie I, across two seasons, each movie in the Infinity Saga is going to get an episode. So. T'Challa being Star-Lord, I think, is going to be the Guardians 1 episode. So it could be a different what-if in the Guardians 2 episode. Ah, okay. All right. Cool. Well, Um, I guess we'll see. 
I do like the something I noticed in this um rewatch is the reason it took him so long to restrain all the guardians was because they weren't all on the ground until that moment. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because when they were flying around, yeah, there was no way for him to... I mean, yeah, you can, he used the tentacles and stuff, but there was no easy way for him to get them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then he died. <laughs> yep, and then his brain was blown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird that his brain looks like a human brain, too. Yeah, well, I guess maybe, maybe that's just what they're saying. All brains look alike. Uh, to be fair, I don't know what all brains of living species on Earth look like. They they might all be... I've seen a similar. handful. Uh-huh. And they don't all look alike. Okay, well, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I know I've, I've probably seen some, like pictures of like frogs or something, but yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Okay, I'll take I your mean, word for it. Yeah, it's like they all have the ridges and stuff, but they're different shapes. And like that one is definitely a human brain. Okay. Um, anything else for Ego or any other villains, really? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I mean, Ego is pretty much the only villain. Well, I guess there was the Sovereign. But yeah, that's that's it. I got nothing. All right, moving on to the guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people with abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Um, I like that Craglin. Uh, <laughs> sing along to, uh, well, the name of the song is Wham Bam Shangalang, but it's really the Soup Soup song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whenever I eat soup, this goes through my head. <laughs> soup? Soup? <laughs> Uh, and after rewatching this, it will also go to my head, but I also don't eat soup that often. Yeah, never do I. Well, especially, you know, you in Florida, I don't think it ever gets cold. <laughs> it, oh, it does, actually, surprisingly. Oh. You, you have like a month in January where it's it's freezing. Mm. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm here in California. I'm mo- much more likely to eat soup if I'm in San Francisco eating clam chowder. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's well, about I mean, yeah. it. I, mean, I don't mind a good tomato soup in the winter. Anyway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um he also he brings the extraction ship in he is the real hero of this yeah because he's the one who, who saved them also yeah. he tried to warn them about the sovereign showing up but that didn't work out yeah until randomly they got good reception you know deeper into the planet they went mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah I hope Craiglin's in Volume 3 also. I was disappointed he's not just with the Guardians in Infinity War. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. He wants to go off and do it. Like, he, he seemed to somewhat enjoy the life of, uh, of, a pirate. of the Ravagers. So maybe he joined one of the other Ravager clans, considering he's the only one left of that yeah. one. I mean, he all, but the... he also, he's like, just a sign of respect, but he considers Quill a captain. That's true i uh, do you mean oh you mean like captain of the guardians well yeah well he calls him captain at the end mm-hmm. like yeah yeah i i had assumed that he he was referring to that as like captain of the the guardians not like a captain like a ravager captain mm. no i was just hoping that he joins the guardians which yeah all right well i i assume he's just gonna show up again in in volume three yeah um, but yeah but eh, all right We'll see. 
Alright, uh, so yeah, that's all I have. Um, do you have anything for 12% of the plan? Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% of credit. 12%? An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 months older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%?! <laughs> that is not a plan! Barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? We, I had one thing and we kind of talked about it. I have one small complaint across both <laughs> Guardians movies. Okay. What is it? We get two hero shots. Neither of them have Groot. Because <laughs> oh. he's dead in Volume 1 and he's in the core in Volume 2. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, Groot right. gets a hero shot in Volume 3. That's all I'm hoping. No, I'm hoping for a lot more. But that's one of the things I'm hoping for. <laughs> uh, do you do you think he's going to be still a teenager in Volume 3? Or will he be like a young adult? I think he'll be a young adult. He'll be like still scrawnier than full-grown Groot. But not a teenager anymore. Okay. All right. Because the, the cool. rate he's aging, he's a teenager four years in. Yeah, exactly. Like trees take longer than that to grow. Yeah, and what is it? It's like, what is it? Twenty, twenty-three, twenty-twenty-two. Is Thor <laughs> um, Love and Thunder? Yeah, and he was gone for those five years, so it's not like he had an extra five years yeah. of, of so growth. Two so. years, so he'll be in like his twenties, maybe eighteen. Okay, all right, that makes yeah. sense. All right, uh, Tony, we're gonna move on to the next section, and I did not tell you about this. Oh, um, yeah. So um, this was a, an idea I had right after our last movie uh, with Doctor Strange. But this is something that I want to start doing on the third uh, episode for, for any of the movies. So we'll also do this again in three weeks for Spider-Man. So um, this uh, section is called Meow Meow, because that is what um, Darcy calls Mjolnir. Without my hammer, I can't. Are you Thor, the god of hammers? What is the name of Thor's hammer? Mil... 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 Mjolnir? Jonathan? Darcy? Jane! Uh, yeah. Selvig! Mjolnir! Okay. Uh, so it's... Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this section is a question. Do you think any of the characters in this movie, and only from their actions in this movie specifically, can wield Mjolnir? Um, or... Do you think that the actions in this movie um, could get them on their way to potentially being able to wield uh, Mjolnir? Um, and also, I'm speaking just about the MCU stuff, um, not what the comics say, because in some of these things, the comics will you know, say a definite yes or no or something okay. like that. So just, yeah. I think that um, Quill shows some worthy qualities, but I don't think he's worthy yet. Uh, especially when he's like he sacrifices his superpowers and immortality to save the galaxy, which is kind of yeah. what got Thor his worthiness back in the first Thor movie. Yeah, so I, I was gonna say pretty much the the same thing. Like Peter is the, the closest there um, to that as a. I think there's like also a maturity level mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because we don't know exactly like what the rules are it's it's just odin saying yeah whoever's if they're worthy like what the hell does that mean right like hell we have um 
cap I'm, and uh, start talking about it. Sacrifice, dude. Because he only uh, Thor pretty much sacrificed himself in the end of the first Thor movie, and then Steve sacrificed himself. Um, when when he died, when he pretty much thought he was going to die at the end of the first Avenger, when he crashed the ship, the plane into the North Pole. Yeah, but he's not able to wield it later during Age of Ultron. Because yes, remember, is. he tried. Yeah, huh? he tried. He wait. He was he close. He was able to lift it, and he just didn't do it because he um, didn't want to hurt Thor. <laughs> okay, so you're thinking that at that moment he was already able to lift it. He just yeah, and also chose that's what to. the Russos say. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. All right. Do, do you do you think he was always able to like? summon Mjolnir to him i because so. i mean he's so <laughs> i i honestly think just like steve in what way is steve unworthy <laughs> <laughs> no you're right well actually i i had a theory for that um that i was pretty much waiting until endgame but we're here we'll talk about it now okay we'll um, forget about yeah. it by the time we get there anyway yeah exactly um so my theory was that the the after the events of infinity war the that level of growth um of the kind of stuff that that he like steve as a character was always the no matter what will find a way and for the most part he's right yeah you know as a hero that kind of character they'll always find a way they'll make the sacrifices but Mm -hmm. they do it um you know after infinity war he gets a little bit more jaded in that sense of like well he he sees loss he knows what happens he knows i mean granted he's seen loss before but this is you know the the worst possible loss and so that like him as a leader like his leadership style kind of changes uh after that now we don't really see much so this is all just me making stuff up and headcanoning it but also we do know one other thing that has changed for him he has no problem cursing after that and i think the level of cursing that steve does is just enough to tip him over to be able to wield uh, mjolnir (laughs) <laughs> so it's just cursing and <laughs> and yep. mm-hmm. being a good person okay yeah exactly i mean he says ass he he looks at his own past ass and says that well he also says let's get the son of a bitch yep ass. that too yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so honestly um yeah so quill obviously he's the one who curses the most so he's the closest mm-hmm. yeah now, do you think he is able to wield it, or oh, he's no. just... Okay, all right, cool. I'm in the same mindset. Because <laughs> even though, like this, he does he does it mostly for revenge. Mm-hmm. And I think most other things he does for profit. So it's not not worth it yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, one of the first things we hear him say the next time we see him in Infinity War is... Um, <clears throat> You know, when they're going to the uh, Asgardian ship because of the, the beacon, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, yeah, and if they don't have any money to pay us, we'll just take their ship or, or something. I forget exactly what he said. Yeah. But, yeah. So he doesn't really change in those few years. No. All right. Um, so with that, I guess we'll close out with the question of the day. Where is Gamora? Yeah, I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? You got hard, kid. Where are you from? Queens. Brooklyn. Well, then tell me what's so important about today's date. What was the question again? Tony, if you had to explain to Baby Groot or any other small child with a similar mind of Baby Groot, um, you know, someone who curses a lot, 
Um, if you were to explain these steps of how to arm a bomb, what would you say? How would you how would you show? How would you explain this? Well, I'm going to assume it's the same bomb we saw in this movie because okay, I don't fair. know how to explain how to arm a bomb <laughs> in general. Um, that's true. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is what I would do. I would put. I would get a sharpie. I would put a happy face on the one you want to press and a sad face on the one you don't want to press. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that answer. Because <laughs> kids like like happy faces. Um, yeah. Happy face kills the people you want to kill. Sad face kills everybody. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I would probably do it like a song. Because like, if I remember correctly on this bomb, you had switch, switch, button, button. So you could probably make like a little song. It's like bop, 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 right? Or up, up, butt, up, up, bump, or something like that. I'm, I'm sure you can, like, do a little thing. And you just never even talk about that third one. So you just, like, you get the kid to, or baby, in this case, baby Groot, to, like, do the do the little dance or whatever a couple of times. And then there you go. Or if it's Groot specifically, it goes, it's switch, switch, button, I am Groot. And you hit the third <laughs> one. <laughs> yep, there we go. I am Groot. I am Groot. Switch, switch, button. Switch, switch, button. Yep. I think that could work. Yeah. Three blind mice. Anyway. That's where that tune comes from. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I was trying to figure out like a baby shark reference. I, I couldn't. So I, was, I just went with whatever came to mind first. All right. <laughs> um, before we close this out, Tony, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, All you listeners are awesome. That's about it. All right. I'm sorry I put you on the spot. I just wasn't <laughs> sure if we should close it out. But anyway, we'll do that. All right, everyone. Um, this has been the uh, complete, the last third uh, rewind for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Join us next week when we will be covering the next movie in the MCU, Spider-Man Homecoming. So again, that'll be in uh, three separate sections, uh, beginning, middle, and end. Uh, we usually do those in order. Uh, maybe someday we'll change it out. No idea. We'll see what happens. I mean, you can listen to it in whatever order you want if you wait till all of them are out. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's your choice. And if you do that, let us know. I'm curious how many people do that. Anyway, um, another way that you can let us know, or one way you can let us know, is by following us on Twitter and then sending us a message. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. A different way you can let us know is by giving us a five-star rating an Apple Podcasts or some other podcast app and leaving uh, a message there in the rating itself. Anyway, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Ask me why I'm bringing a baby into battle That's really irresponsible and getting them rattled I said give me a break, get all of my back parents I didn't learn parenting, my daddy was a planet Time to hustle,